morning, I just want to, um, uh, I want to um, um, continue on uh, uh, um, breaking the code of silence. Everybody say breaking the code of silence. Amen. I took one session some time ago, and, um, and so I just want to try and see how we can uh, conclude uh, this session, breaking the code of silence. Many of us uh, are familiar with uh, this topic because uh, we are taking it as a series, even in our Bible study. And um, I believe with all my heart that um, this is something that uh, uh, we are lacking, not only as a church here, but universally, we are lacking uh, the uh, we, we are lacking this issue that is plaguing the Church of Jesus Christ uh, because we seem to be silent in proclaiming the Word of God. So I just want to teach you and just want to help you also to, so that we can see how we can break the code of silence. Because when it comes to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to make sure that uh, the word of God has got a voice. And that voice is you. Are you with me this morning? John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness. A place where there is nothing. Read it in your Bible. It says that uh, he was dealing with animals, honey, bees, and everything all around him. There was nothing in the wilderness. Are you with me? But the Bible says that the people came all the way from Judea, Galilee, and all over. They came to the wilderness, a place supposed to be empty. They came to the wilderness and they said, who are you? And I would say, I am the son of my father. But they asked him, they said, who are you? Then he said this word, this famous word. He said, I am the voice. The voice that cried in the wilderness. Are you with me? You are the voice this morning, amen? Because the gospel of Jesus Christ has got a voice and it needs to be heard. And you need to proclaim it in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, many um, some weeks ago some weeks ago uh, we were supposed to go and uh, Regina ordered for a mattress or a mattress or so and uh, uh, we have to pick it up and um, so my uh, upsider, my, the one I always depend on and he said he has to use his uh, vehicle to help us to pick up this mattress. And uh, so, in the midst of picking up this mattress, we began to discuss about what is going on in the dropping. And the manager overheard us what we were saying. And he began to ask us some questions. And about what we are doing. And I began to speak into his life to tell him about salvation, about how God touched me, how God transformed my life, how God um, um, took me from where I was to where I am today. 
And then he asked me this question. And he said this word. He said, Do you mean that I am sitting in my couch at home, depressed, frustrated with my life, with a glass of alcohol in my hand, not knowing what to do? And then God will just come to me, what? And transform me. I say, yes. He said, no, it does not make sense. And so he began to... Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? I thank God for Pastor Beto, who was by my side. I call him my Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he said this word. He said, no, what... Tony is trying to explain is that someone we have to talk to you, tell you about how God can do a work in you and transform you from your situation into what he wants you to be. You see, now I got it. You miss out that piece of the puzzle. And that piece of the puzzle is someone have to tell me. Are you with me this morning? You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ have got a voice. And it needs to be expressed. And it needs to be heard. Turn with me to the book of Romans. Chapter 10, verse 13 to 15. Romans 10, 13 to 15. Are you with me? If you don't have your Bible, shame on you. Are you with me? Talk back to me, please. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Romans 10, 13 to 15. Let's read together. He said, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He said, anyone who calls on the name of the world, this individual, his name is, I, I will never forget his name, his name is Manti. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And when I spoke to him that when you call upon the name of the Lord, he said, how can I call upon the name? Verse 14 answers that question. He said, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe on him. Then he went further, he said, and how can they believe on him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Everybody says someone tells them. And that person is me. I want you to repeat after me. He said, unless someone tells them. And that person is me. Point the finger to yourself. You see, that person is me. Are you with me this morning? Because you and I must be that voice to speak life into people around you. Let's move on. Verse 15. He said, And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. 
you are a bearer of good news. Are you with me? You see, being nice to individuals does not save anybody. Are you with me? You see, we need to understand that, like I mentioned before, I will keep on repeating this. You need to forgive me for doing this. Because Jesus Christ, he said that you must go and proclaim the word of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ has got a voice. And that voice needs to be expressed. Amen? I want to debunk your doctrine. I want to debunk your make-believe. I want to debunk what I call the fake news. But I want to tell you this morning that the gospel of Jesus Christ has got a voice. And it needs to be expressed and it needs to be heard. And it needs to be expressed, not in the church. Wow! That is terrible. The gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be expressed, not in the church. I repeat, the gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be expressed, not in the church. But it needs to be expressed in the marketplace. The last time I checked my Bible, if you find it, come and tell me. The last time I checked my Bible is that the church of Jesus Christ is not a place where the gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be preached. The gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be preached out there in the marketplace. The last time I checked, he said, my house will be the house of prayer. Are you with me this morning? My house must be the house of prayer. You see, the church of Jesus Christ not only is a house of prayer, but it is a house whereby we do worship. Are you with me? To worship the King of Kings. But the house of God is a place whereby we come in to be equipped. Are you with me? To be equipped. So that I will be equipped to go forth and proclaim the gospel. Are you with me this morning? Amen? Hallelujah. Please talk back to me because uh, I need you to encourage me this morning. Someone needs to tell them about Christ. Amen? Look at what the book of Matthew says. Matthew 24, 14. In the book of Matthew 24, 14, it says, it said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. It didn't say in the church. He said in all the world. He said when it is preached, he said it is it has to be preached as a witness, a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Okay, now I want you to know one thing. Jesus Christ is coming. How many of you believe that? Amen. And Jesus Christ not coming is because the church has not broken the code of silence. We need to break the code of silence. You see, Jesus Christ, the reason why Jesus Christ is delayed in coming is because this gospel of the kingdom has not reached the entire world. 
And he said, as a witness. You see, one of the problems with the church of Jesus Christ is faced with is this. The church of Jesus Christ is looking for a result. We are result oriented. Are you with me this morning? You see, we want to preach the gospel. We want to talk to somebody about Christ. We want them to be saved immediately. Come back to me. Okay, now. I thank God for salvation. I thank God. That is why I pray. That is why I'm looking to God to see how He can nudge the kingdom of God forward in this place. But notwithstanding, I am not result oriented. I am believing that God will do what He wants to do. Are you with me? Because the Bible says that unless my heavenly Father draw them in, they will not come. And so my prayer to the His, to my heavenly Father. Is for God to continue to do what He has to do to bring them in. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Okay, now He said, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a what? Read it in your Bible. Help me out there. He said, In all the world, you don't have your glasses. Amen. Oh my God. Okay, in all the world, He said, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as what? If you are following, read it. It's in your Bible. 24, verse 14. Stop there. He said, I say, I say, okay, please talk back. Can you, you talk louder, please? Talk as if you are shouting on me. As what? As a witness. Hallelujah. What does it mean? What does witness mean? Somebody he said as a witness. What it means is that he said there are two translations to that word. As a witness is talking about you have got evidence against them as an evidence that the gospel has been preached. You see, when I see you in the street and I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to you and you push me back or you reject, what happens is that on that day, Jesus Christ is going to show you a video and show you when I was preaching to you. So, I've got a witness. You've got... So, because when you stand before God, and when Jesus Christ said, I do not know you, you said, Jesus, I have never heard of you. Then he will show you the video. There is a witness. Are you with me? There is a witness to show it's not about, we are not there to condemn them, but we are there to be a witness. Because I want you to take note of this. Jesus Christ will never condemn anyone unless they are given opportunity. No, Jesus Christ will never condemn anyone unless they are given opportunity to accept or to reject. Are you with me this morning? Amen. And so you are there. 
to minister to them. He said to all the nations, he said, as a witness. Breaking the code of silence. He said, there are four things we need to overcome in order to break the code of silence. How many of you have been in that situation where you know that you need to talk to somebody about Christ? And then, you discuss about food. You discuss about food. You discuss about politics. And that, that person walks off. You say, oh. I could have told them, but I, I just couldn't. Because when it comes to speaking about Christ, you will, your mouth opens when it comes to politics. You gossip about your friend, your colleague, and others. Your mouth opens. But when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, all of a sudden, your mouth is frozen. And today, we want to unfrozen it. We want to break that code that kept you bound. Are you with me this morning? Shall we go on a journey? Amen? <laughs> Number one. There are four things that you need to overcome in order to break the code of silence. Number one. You must overcome fear. That's why I thank God for the, the song this morning. You're not a slave to fear. Hallelujah. I say you are not a slave to fear. fear. Amen. Praise God. Because fear can never determine who I am. Amen. Unless I allow him. Hallelujah. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, 7. Look at what it says. He said, for God has not given us the spirit of? He said, God is not giving it to you. He has not. It is not of God. When you are fearful, it's not of God. Are you with me? He said, God has not given you the spirit of fear. He has not given you the spirit of timidity. He said, but, he said, he has given you the power. He has given you love. And he has given you self-discipline. Hallelujah. You see, love overcomes fear. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. If you are very fearful, put on love. You will overcome. Hallelujah. If you are not courageous, if you are not courageous, if you don't have courage, put on love. When we were growing up, and uh, young boys, we were very, very timid to talk to girls. Very timid to talk to girls. And so in order for us to pick up courage to talk to girls, so we just go and take a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> and we just... Are you with me? When we start working, we... <laughs> and when we mess up, we say, no, no, we blame it on alcohol. Are you with me? You see, we don't have to take alcohol to be courageous. Are you with me this morning? 
You see, fear, sorry, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is fear that says it's prayer. And yet you go out and do it anyway. You need to overcome fear. You see, if you are afraid of people, that means you have got what I call the people phobia. And which I believe is further than the truth because I know each and every one of us here, we talk to one another. If we can talk to one another, and I believe we can talk to others. Are you with me this morning? Amen? You see, but when you put on love, when you have love or compassion, you see, the next thing you need to do is that love leads you into and motivates you into action. Are you with me? Let me explain this. I just uh, recently, uh, some weeks ago, a pastor from Japan, I think the, the, uh, the ministry we support from here, and the pastor came and um, he just called me and said, I need to catch up with you. And so, and uh, he caught up with me in the cafe next door, and we began to discuss and about the ministry, about what they're doing there and everything, and uh, we prayed together, and I, I began to discuss with him about his young little girls, how they are adjusting in the situation or in the in the, in life in the life there in Japan and uh, then he said something to me he said once upon a time they went to a, um, a, 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 a carnival they went to a carnival it was full of people he said just for one minute they took their eyes off their kids one of them went missing for 15 minutes, they were running everywhere, full of people. They could not find their daughter. And then, they told the security guys all around, they began to look for, thank God, in a Japanese society, it's very easy to find a blonde Australian girl. Are you with me? But this girl was missing. And so, for 15 minutes, he was scared. He was, he was thinking the worst would happen to the daughter. And finally, he found the girl. Are you with me this morning? And then he said, something happened. Now, they spent another 30 minutes looking for one of the officers who was looking all over the place for the daughter. When they finally find the officer, they told him they have found the daughter. Okay, now, why did I bring this? I brought this to tell you that. What drove him to go all over the place looking for the daughter? He was driven by love. Are you with me? He was driven by love. They've got two daughters. Are you with me? And when he looked around, one is missing. Uh, he would just say, listen, we tried our best. Um, you lose one, you gain one. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Will, will he do that? He did not do that. But love drove him to look for his daughter. Are you with me this morning? Amen? 
And the Bible says that love your neighbor as your those out there, they are a part of us that we need to be driven by love to go search for them. Are you with me this morning? We must go and search for them. We must overcome fear. Number two, busyness. In the book of First and Second Corinthians, chapter two, verse eleven says, "He said, let Satan take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices." I saw a vision some time ago. And it was a vision which was extraordinary because I have have never seen such a thing in my life before. It was a vision of the devil having a conference with demons. You know, the church today is full of conferences. Are you with me? We all have conferences. How to fatten ourselves spiritually and how to do all the various things. But the church ought to have conference. But the type of conference that the church will be having is a conference that we should strategize how to win and reach out to those of the world. Are you with me? So I, I saw this vision. And the devil said, I am tired of all these Christians. What should I do? To make these Christians messed up so that they will not have time to reach out to the world. And one demon said, I can do it. His name is called Breakthrough. And so he came in, began to give his strategy. He said, I believe that we should try and disrupt. Everybody said disrupt. Disrupt Christians to the extent that they will not have time. Listen carefully. Disrupt Christians to the you see, you see, the devil thinks that when he trip us, push us into a place of temptation, like we don't commit murder, we don't swear, we don't lie. We don't uh, commit adulteries. You see, the devil is tired of trying to trip us to commit adultery. The devil is tired of trying to keep us, uh, trip us to commit murder. He said, what should I do to make these Christians messed up? And that demon said, distract them so that Christians will not have time to pray. Distract them so that Christians will not have time. They will be so busy. They will not have time to read their Bible. He says, distract them to the extent that they will not have time to talk to their neighbor or those in the marketplace 
about the love of God, how Jesus Christ died for them on the cross. How many of you know that every soul that is saved out there, we are depopulating the enemy's territory? You believe that? We are depopulating the enemy's territory, and he is not happy. He is not happy. You see, we are so busy. You see, we are not committing sin. You see, that is what is making us as children of God not to feel guilty about it. Because we are so busy not doing the work of the kingdom, not reaching out, talking to our neighbor about Christ. We are so busy doing our jobs. And then we take a scripture and said, the Bible says, he who does not work must not eat, so I must work hard. But we have forgotten that the work of the kingdom is a matter of priority. Are you with me this morning? Because when God said, pay your tithe, for example, he didn't ask you to give everything. He said one tenth. Are you with me? And it's when he tells you to serve him, to pray, he didn't tell you to go on a monastery and sit down there praying all day long. Did he tell you to do that? No. He said, just give me a token of your time. Just give me a little bit of your time to speak to somebody, to tell them my love for him. So that I will, the Holy Spirit will have something to work on. Do you know that the Holy Spirit wants to partner with you? Do you know that the Holy Spirit is standing redundant today because the believers are not doing what they ought to do for the kingdom? And he is waiting. He said, talk to him. Talk to her. Talk to him. And yet, what we are doing is I am so busy, I don't have time. We must overcome our busyness and try and prioritize our time. We must not be ignorant of his devices, the Bible says. Because he is smart. But let us outsmart him in Jesus' name. Can I have an Amen. Amen. Number three, ignorance. Ignorance. What do you do when the opportunity comes? When the opportunity comes, you, all you say is that, listen, I don't know what to do. Pastor Tony, what do I do? I'm trying to win this person to Christ. What do I do? Ignorance. All you need to do is to learn from others. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Learn from others. We went out on a Saturday. Every Saturday we've been going out for the past uh, few months now. It's been fantastic, great out there. The more you go out, the more you can pass ideas and learn from one another. You can be able to really glean about what others are doing and today glean what you are doing and every Saturday it becomes so easy and easy and easy and easy. Hallelujah. Yesterday we went out. And we saw, we were about five of us. So we split ourselves into two. And myself and this guy, Andrew. And we walked around and we saw one individual. And I spoke to him. I said, Andrew, he said, okay, I go to him. And he went to him. And uh, when he went, he just came out of the train, the train and uh, he went to him and he looked at him. He, he, I, will, I won't tell you the word 
We are too sanctified here to tell you the word he used on Andrew. He just said, get up. And he just went on and uh, went on. And so Andrew said, oh, 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 oh. And Andrew came back to me and we began to walk down. So when we got, got down to the, um, to the trans stop, all of a sudden, we saw this guy again. He came to us, he said, I am very sorry for what I did to you. I said, what? He said, now you can pray for me. Is that not the work of the Holy Ghost? Is that not the work of the Holy Ghost? He got convicted. What did Andrew say? Andrew said nothing. The only thing Andrew said was that, listen, we just want to pray for you. That word enough convicted him. And we began to pray for him. He began to pour out his heart and began to cry. You see, people out there in the street today, they only put on a facade. We call it veneer. They are rotting on the inside. It is you for you to poke a hole and bring the rottenness out because the Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. Because there is bitterness inside of them. All you need to do is to poke that, that veneer and bring the bitterness out. Because your salt will sweeten the bitterness in their life. Can I have an amen? And he says, you are the light of the world. There is darkness. Whatever veneer, whatever facade they put in front of them is fake. You need to let the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ penetrate into that facade. And then you will see the darkness will disappear in them. But you need to speak that word into their life. Can I have an amen? Amen? Praise God. Amen. How do we do that in Lawrence? I partner with some of these individuals. I believe in theology. I believe in all the various things. I've gone through many aspects of witnessing. And but when I went with these guys and I look at the simple way all my theology disappeared. And I began to learn from them. They look up to me because I'm a pastor. But I was looking up to them because of the way they were doing things. Very simple. Very simple. No theology, no preaching. But they were, we can see people responding to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were sowing seed. Yesterday, Andrew looked at me and said, Pastor Tony, you are on fire. I said, why? He said, because the way you are talking to these people, the way they are responding, I said, is the work of the Holy Ghost. It's nothing to do with me. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. What do we do? 90% of everyone on planet Earth today, they will never, never reject prayer. Because everybody has got a need irrespective of whether they are rich or poor, they've got a need. And when you go to them and say, listen, I'm a Christian. I just want to pray for you. Or you have anything I need to pray for? One guy said, he said, I'm agnostic. He was so polite. He said, I don't want to know anything about your religion. I said, we're not religion, we're relationship about Christ. He said, I don't want to know. I said, that is fine. I said, but do you want us to pray for you? He said, um... Say, by the way, just pray for humanity. I said, okay, I'll pray. You want me to pray now? He said, I don't have a time. Do I have to give you this? Say, no. That is fine. But you need to know that eh, there are people out there, they know that there is a need. 
he recognized that there's a problem in humanity and so he wanted us to pray yet he said he does not believe are you with me this morning hallelujah prayer is good nobody how many of you here can say though you are saved you don't have a need raise up your hand if you don't have a need raise up your hand thank god i belong to this church thank god i'm a part of this ministry here amen because we all have a need we all have a need and it's because jesus christ has helped us out he ministers to our needs and we want others to be blessed he said when you ask them need to pray for them then they will say if they say yes you pray for them then you go on and ask them do you know jesus i spoke to a girl yesterday she said i've got a need i just did that i was walking around but my i did an exam and i don't know if i will pass i need you to pray for me i said we will pray for you he said who are you say i'm catholic i said listen it does not matter which religion you belong to we just want relationship and as we began to pray for her i began to witness to her tell her about jesus christ her joy dropped and she responded are you with me this morning i want to tell you a story of this guy he's from new zealand prophetic word began to be uttered it was fantastic i have never seen such a thing because in the past when we pray for individuals they are smoking eh? they are smoking if you will you forgive me if i take off smoking will you forgive me if i take off smoking as your pastor yes or no oh thank you you, 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 <laughs> you are you are you are very generous but when we are praying for individuals and they are smoking we are laying our hand on them while we are still praying and three people are agreeing together they are still smoking i'm blowing the smoke upon our face <laughs> you with me and we are inhaling smoke and we are praying and they are still blowing the smoke on us <laughs> are you with me but yesterday we saw this young guy he is 18 years old my heart broke he was smoking andrew did this to me he said i said yes i'll go to him and i went to him and i sat i i, I began he was sitting down waiting for i think boss or so and we began to talk to him he was talking to his friend and i engaged him and his friend began to listen to his ipod or uh, 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 earphone and i engaged him and i said where are you from he said i'm from new zealand the Holy Spirit came down. He was smoking. His, his cigarette was like this. He was smoking. And I began to talk to him. I said, God, God has been pursuing you. He looked at me like this. I said, yes. I said, do you know Jesus Christ? He said that uh, yes i have been baptized i say you have been baptized yes i say you are running from christ and you think by coming here you will run away from christ and look at who is standing before you jesus is standing before you 
he shook his head like this. In the meantime, I began to prophesy on him like this. His jaw dropped, he was just nodding and taking it in. I said, you think you can run here? I said, for how long you have been here? He said, six months. You've been here for six months. I said, listen, as we are prophesying on him, I said, I want to pray for you. And I pray for him. In the meantime, the cigarette he was smoking was burning, 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 and was touching his finger. He did not pick up the cigarette. He was so convicted with the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me this morning? Pray for him. Encourage him. Give him the track and say, you are saved. You see, God wants you back. Are you with me? God wants you back. He wants to do a work in you. Amen? And we just finish here. The last one is, uh, is uh, investing your time in prayer. Investing your time. How many of you have seen um, um, if, uh, a financial planner? A financial planner. Have you ever seen a financial planner in the past? Have you seen? Just raise up your hand. I want to know. Eh? You have one? Okay, I have. Amen? I've seen a financial planner. Amen? And uh, you have not seen? You have not seen? Nick, you have not seen a financial planner? No wonder you are so rich. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I saw one. Uh, I beat him. He couldn't. Uh, he couldn't give me anything. That, that is true. That is true. <laughs> if you want to see, listen carefully. If you want to see a financial planner, come and see me first. I think I might do a better job than them. Okay. Now, just quickly, um, we all go and see financial planner, or we see our accountant to advise us on how to rearrange our finances. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to the work of the kingdom, when we need to invest our time in learning how to reach out to those out there. Are you with me? That's the point I'm trying to raise. Last year, I went to three evangelistic courses, trying to see different ideas, see how we can reach out to the community. I don't have to do it, but I did it because I am passionate for the lost. The heart of God beat for the lost. I want you to I want to tell you something. If you if you come if you see God in a personal form, if you see God and you decide just like John the apostle lean on the bosom of Christ. If you lean on the bosom of Jesus Christ or you lean on his chest you will see the heart of God beating. Just like your heart beats. But I want to tell you this morning, and this is a revelation to me, the heart of God beats for the lost. It beats for the lost. Because I believe that with all my heart, if it does not beat for the lost, he will not send his son to die on the cross for you and me. We need to debunk this. The last saying, or sorry, the previous saying that uh, in our first session was this. It says, always preach the gospel. 
and if necessary use words and I debunk that today to say you cannot preach the gospel without words because the word of God like it says there the gospel of Jesus Christ of God is voice and it must be heard therefore we must break the code of we must break the code of silence finally this is eternity business Proverbs 11 30 says the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life you say he who wins a soul is wise he who wins a soul is wise the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life Proverbs 11 30 shall we all stand Amen. Does that help you? Breaking the code of silence. Will you determine in your heart this morning? I don't believe in pledges that we cannot keep. I don't believe in just coming just to go through the motion. I believe in what the Holy Spirit will do. Because if the Holy Spirit cannot convict you, if the Holy Spirit cannot convince you, if the Holy Spirit cannot move you, if the Holy Spirit cannot stand under your tree and shake your, the, the tree of your life so that the vine will fall down, if the Holy Spirit cannot give you that conviction of His Spirit to motivate you into action, nothing will. My prayer this morning is that the Holy Spirit will help you break the code of silence in your life so that you can speak forth and tell them about that Savior who has been so passionate about you who has been so compassionate to reach out to save you once upon a time Are you willing to pray with me as we close? Are you willing to pray with me and say, God, I need your help because the time is short, Lord. We want to seize the day, seize the time, Lord, to reach out, Lord, close uh, this is just something that just came right now just want to just impress upon your heart right now what God is all about I believe the Holy Spirit is saying that we have messed things up 
especially where his word is concerned. The Bible says that, I think it's in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 1 or so, verses 30 or 31. He said, Jesus Christ came into Peter's house and his mother-in-law was sick. They brought her to him and he the Bible said he lifted her up touched her and healed her the last passage says that she got up and served Jesus Christ that word serving is the word we have messed up big time is this service Jesus Christ did not heal us Jesus Christ did not uh, give us all our finances. Jesus Christ did not bring us to a place of comfort. Jesus Christ did not um, uh, um, um, uh, give us all the good things of life in order for us to do it for our own selfishness. He says, when, mother, uh, when Peter's mother-in-law was healed, she, ra- she rose up and served Christ. You see, what are you doing? When Jesus Christ healed you, he's forgiving your sin. He has transformed your life. What are you doing to serve him? Serving him is not only just coming to the house of God to praise him. Serving him, most important to God, is to tell others about him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit ourselves, Lord, today. Father, I just want to thank you for what you are doing. Lift up your hands and pray to God right now. This is about you. This is all about you. It's not about that. I don't want to do an altar call. I just want your Holy, the Holy Spirit to minister to you. It's a very difficult message that I preach that the Holy Spirit just sort of helped me to put it in a, in, a, in a story form that we are doing currently in, the, in our friendship group. It's very important to God. Father, I just pray for your people this morning. Jesus, if there be any fear, Lord, that has gripped us, that is preventing us, Lord, for speaking forth, Lord, your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will envelop your people this morning with your love. God, love cast away all fear. Help us to be driven by love, Lord, I pray. So that our love will drive us to the rescue. I commit, Lord, to everyone here, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us through. You said you will build your church. Father, you are partnering with us to build your church. Build your church, Lord. I pray as all hands are raised, I pray, Lord, as we look to you, Lord Jesus, that we will not just be a church that is instrument of worship, 
but Lord, we will be a church that is instrument of your salvation. Break over us, we pray. We need you, Lord God. Come, Holy Spirit. Take full control, Lord Jesus, over our hearts and minds. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us to prioritize, Lord, our time and the things we do, Lord God, to factor in, Lord, the kingdom. We do not want you to die in vain, Lord. You will never die in vain. There's a price, Lord Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you. We do appreciate what you have done on Calvary's cross. Motivate us, Lord God, we pray. We thank you for your people this morning. I pray, Lord God, that whatever empty tank, Lord, we have been operating on, Father, fill our cup, Lord. Fill our tank this morning so that that anointing will be enough, Lord, to impart, Lord, those we speak to. We need you, Lord, we pray. Thank you once again this morning for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you need any prayer right now, come. We, uh, the, the elders are here and uh, we'll pray for you. And let's sing that song and we close. Amen. Hallelujah.